Welcome to the Simply Authentic Podcast with Angie and Tanya, where we strive to inspire, empower, and challenge you to be your most authentic self. We'll talk a little real estate and interview entrepreneurs, business and community leaders, and hear inspiring stories. the Simply Authentic Podcast. I'm Angie Mullings. And I'm Tanya Murfin. So gratitude and thankfulness. Think about those two words for a second. It's that time of year when everyone slows down a bit to think about how thankful they are. In this episode, we wanted to take a deep dive on gratitude and thankfulness. We did a little research to determine if there is a difference or if they are the same. We found some interesting scientific studies on the topic, which we will cover here in a little bit, and we're excited to share that with you today. I am so excited about this episode because I think that our listeners are going to get some really great information out of it, because while similar, thankfulness and gratefulness are two different things. When you're thankful, you're more transactional. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tanya, for bringing me my soda today. Mm -hmm. You get thanked at the grocery store. It's very transactional. Mm -hmm. Grateful is this more deep feeling that stays with you. It it resonates with you. And you have, you you know when it's different. Mm -hmm. You you really do. Because it's a feeling that you have. So I want to start this episode with a story. A story about our producers here at uh, Simply Authentic. Mm -hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I was asked to do a series of interviews and... When I was on a Zoom meeting talking to the people who are going to be doing this, this handling this process, let's say, they were telling me things like, you can't sit by a window and you can't have just a blank wall behind you and you can't do this and you got to do this and, and all of those things. And it was freaking me out. Mm-hmm. I was, I can talk, the interviews were on real estate. I can talk all day about real estate. Sure. It's my job. I know it. I was not nervous at all about the interviews themselves. What was making me anxious and nervous is the way they were presenting what what I needed to do on my end that was more technical. And I am not technical. Well, and this is kind of, you know, producing anything like this, and it was kind of similar to that, yeah, is a yeah. bigger deal than what you visualize it being. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. I said yes to an interview. I didn't say yes to, I'll be technically correct and I'll have all the props and everything that I need. Right. 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 So not until, uh, um, let's see, this was on a Friday that I was having this conversation and they were telling me all these things that I need. And I just, I, I was sweating. I was breaking. Yeah. It was, it was making me very anxious. So I get off the off off the Zoom meeting and I call Kate and I ask her if I tell her what I need and and she you know she, Kate's always calm so she's she <laughs> was very good to kind of talk me off a ledge and and she said because to to accomplish all the things they wanted me to accomplish I I knew I couldn't do this at home I can't do a, this in my office that's full of windows right. the lighting's not going to be right and they were so specific about the lighting. So I asked if I could come over and she, you know, generously said yes, that they would work with me. So I came over, it was a Friday afternoon. I'm sure they had other things going on and they had to deal with me and my people on. There were 
four production specialists on the other side of this this um, Zoom call. And, you know, I had, it, it was a Friday, I had a hat on, I had black and white on, and they were saying things like, you're not going to wear black and white, are you? That's There's too much contrast. Are you going to wear a hat? Because you have a shadow over your face. I mean, it was things oh like goodness. that, that, you know, I'm just like, oh, give me a break. And then, you know, the sound wasn't right, or the video wasn't right. And thank God I had Jordan and Kate here, because I don't know yes. what I would have done without them. And then, um, come to find out they wanted us all here at 7.30 the following Monday morning. And my interviews didn't start until, I think, 8.30. Um, and so, you know, but we had to be here early and, and get set up and make sure everything looked just right again. And I just left here on Monday thinking, oh, my God, I am so truly, profoundly grateful mm -hmm. that I have these people that are here to help me. Right. So that is an example of, I couldn't, just saying thank you was not enough. I really felt this deep swell of, of gratitude for them. Yeah, and that's a great story and a great example of how sometimes you, you maybe, you know, you get yourself in a situation like this mm -hmm. and you, you really haven't planned on the particulars turning out the way that they did. And that could happen with, you know, a lunch meeting, right? Right, but... Yeah, I think I think it's a great example of how grateful you can be for someone's kind act of service, which yes. is what they did. They took yeah. their time to help. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks you great. guys. Yeah. We love you. So Angie, as we get into talking about gratitude, I of course get out my Webster's dictionary, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. aka Google. And they send me to Webster's Dictionary. And so I want to give the uh, definition of two things, and then you're going to give the definition of one thing. Gratitude is defined as the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness. So that is gratitude. Grateful, so being grateful, it's a warm and deep appreciation for kindness received. Mm -hmm. So you receive it and you're grateful. Gratitude can also be returned, right? Mm -hmm. And I love yeah, that. Reciprocal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sure. what are you defining? What am I defining? Well, we're going to introduce a new word to you today, and it is toxic gratitude. Yeah. So when I go to Webster's, aka Google, I find toxic gratitude and toxic gratitude is when you're imp when you're implementing self gaslighting. So that's, that again. So simply put, toxic gratitude is when you're implementing self gaslighting. Hmm. So self gaslighting. Self gaslighting. Okay, you kind of have to get that in your brain. Yeah, you do. And and I think it's not something we're going to give some examples of of yes. what could be toxic gratitude and I think it'll be interesting for our listeners to understand cuz it it's not a word I was familiar with or no. a term I was familiar with. Me at neither. All. And how we got introduced to this, we listened to the Mel Robbins podcast. Mm -hmm. And she has a great podcast on gratitude and thankfulness, I yes. think is maybe what it's called. Yeah. So look that up because you'll be able to hear her talk about it kind of at a different level. So we're going to highlight some of that. But to toxic gratitude is manipulating other people or only focusing on the good thing without acknowledging the reality of mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And deep appreciation includes you you 
recognizing the reality of something. Right. So, so there, <clears throat> when we get into talking about toxic gratitude, there are six examples that Mel gave. So mm-hmm. we're going to go over those just so our listeners understand what this meaning is. Right. So number one you only use gratitude to focus on what is going well in your life, but you completely ignore the big messes happening around you. Right. So social media. Yes, for sure. Great yeah. example. You post only the great things and not you're not really true in showing your authentic self because you're That's only right. focusing on the, on the really good things. But it also is um, detrimental to, to your processing of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Agree. Well, and then you might hear, you might see that person posting great stuff about their life that everything's perfect, but when you actually see them, they're doing nothing but complaining. Right, right. So you, you, you know, you can't connect the dots. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're ignoring the big messes in them and their lives. So they're not facing those big messes some of the times, you know, not, Um, not head on the way that they should. Yeah, living very surface. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. So number two, uh, using gratitude to manipulate or shame other people. I like that example um, or that definition portion because it's used in parenting a lot. Mm -hmm. And when she talks about it, she uses some examples. But for myself, I can see myself saying to my girls something like, um, well, you know, it, it is good that you did that. However, you probably should think about this and, and not just maybe recognizing what they did good. Mm -hmm. You're, you're shaming them into something in addition to, right. And I'm guilty of that. You know, I think probably most parents are Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we want to see the best out of our children, especially, but you, you are always trying to teach them more. Mm -hmm. Right. So, right. So that's easily done as a parent. Right. You know, I could see that happening in brokerages too. You know, I might say to my agents, you know, you should be grateful that I have provided, you know, whatever it is I provided this marketing plan or whatever. So by saying you should be grateful, I'm shaming them into being grateful. Exactly. And, and that's really, that's not a good way to use the word grateful. No, grateful. no, it's not. Uh, gratitude becomes a justification for staying stuck where you are. So classic example, I hate my job, but I'm so grateful for the paycheck. Right. So you're willing to stay stuck somewhere because it provides you what you need, mm-hmm. but you hate every second of it. Right, right. So maybe a good example of how to turn that around is... I, I hate my job, but, and I am grateful the opportunities that might come my way because I am, I am looking for new opportunities, yes. you know, a new yeah. job. So I'm going to use this job as a stepping stone to propel myself to where I really want to be. Right. Right. Yeah. And so acknowledging that it's, but not saying I'm grateful for a paycheck because that limits you. That's limiting to you. Exactly. When you have higher aspirations, you need to be um, grateful that for any opportunities that are going to come your way so that you can move on and do and get out of the, the job that you don't really like. Yes. And that could, 
be examples for marriages and mm-hmm. friendships yes. and you know there's a lot of other examples there that you you're you're content you're really miserable but I'm grateful I have somebody to sleep beside me every night mm-hmm. well, you know that's a that's an excuse right <clears throat> excuse me all right number four a way to escape uncomfortable emotions so one of the examples that Mel gave was somebody passes away And you say, well, I'm so grateful they're no longer suffering. Mm -hmm. We've all said that, all Mm -hmm. of us, everybody. If you claim you haven't, you're lying. We have all said that. And it's because we're uncomfortable. It's because we don't Don't know know how to express our gratitude for that person being in our life other than, you know, I'm, I'm glad they're not suffering anymore. So... She pointed out, and and I like this, that it's critical to feel your grief. Mm -hmm. So take that opportunity to feel your grief and to express your grief to that person. You don't necessarily have to turn it into, but I'm glad they're no longer suffering. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Feel your feelings. Feel your emotions. Take the time to process um, because that's what we all need to do when when we lose a loved one or a friend or whatever. We Absolutely. we just need to take the time to process. Yeah, and uh, she did make a point, and I thought this was important to say. Research shows the more you talk about your uncomfortable feelings, the quicker they pass. Right. And she talked about grief in that statement as well. That <clears throat> you probably or it's been studied that you you deal with your grief better mm-hmm. the more you sit in those feelings right. and the more you actually deal with your grief. Right. So, and again, that's applicable to many things. Mm-hmm. Number five, when you start pushing positivity on other people because you don't know what to say. Okay, so that's kind of similar to number four. Yeah, this one really hits home with me because I've had this, we probably all have experienced it. So you're going through something, whether it's a breakup or bankruptcy or any number of things, and you're, you're trying to express yourself to a friend and they say, you know... Well, just be grateful for what for the time you had, or just be grateful for you know, or or you're gonna beat this if it's a disease, or or you're gonna come out of this stronger. It's it's like they're not appreciating where you are and mm-hmm. and acknowledging the feelings that you have. Yeah, and and honestly, it would be better to say, you know what that that really sucks. That sucks. I'm going to be here for you. Do you, how can I help? You know yes. that kind of thing yep. would be a better response than. Um, you know, than the alternative there. Exactly. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us because, again, like the previous example, that's how we deal with uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We go to the positive. And I don't know. I I don't know what it is inside Mm -hmm. of us that makes Mm -hmm. us immediately go to, oh, let's talk positive about you for a second, Mm -hmm. even though you just told me you have cancer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and, And I have heard from people with both of these examples, uh, friends of mine that have said, you know, a diagnosis is, is it feels better for me with the diagnosis for you to say, that sucks. Mm-hmm. 
and not say, oh, my gosh, you're going to beat this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, we all hope that they beat it. Sure. Uh, There's, you know, you're not going to walk up to somebody and probably and them say, well, gosh, I hope this takes you down. (laughs) You know, they're not going to say that. Right. But I think... I think we all need to be in a better practice of, of practicing a different response. Yes. And and is that always easy for that person to to ex- be accepting of that? Mm-hmm. Because maybe they just found out yesterday. Mm-hmm. No. No. But there no. there's probably not a great right. response from probably them not. at this point. But yeah, just at least acknowledge where they are and how they're feeling and let them have those feelings. Yeah. And then just be there. Yeah, exactly. And number six, the last one of the toxic gratitude that we spread is you use it as a way to knock yourself down. So you have worked really hard to get to where you're at. And instead of saying, I have worked my ass off to get to where I am and I deserve this award, you're making excuses as to why you you don't deserve it or why maybe you should, you know, you should someone else should have gotten the award right um just owning yeah i've worked really hard to earn Mm -hmm. this space and Mm -hmm. i'm killing it yeah you know you don't see a lot of people because we're humble right yeah yeah and we're trained it's kind of trained that when you get an award you're you're saying i'm so grateful for this and that and the other thing but honestly just yeah own it as you said and and um that doesn't mean that you have to be um brag about it or you know um, that kind of thing but I think you can own it and just accept the fact that you know you've you've worked hard you've worked hard you've put in the time and you've achieved something and um, you know you can be grateful for the experience that you're having at that moment and I think that's what people are thankful for they're thankful for that that feeling of accomplishment that Mm -hmm. you know I've made it I'm being given this award because I've done something I've worked my ass off to get here but now I can be grateful for this feeling inside that, yeah. that I've, I've achieved it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that kind of wraps up the toxic gratitude that we wanted to talk about. And there are some good tips in there. Uh, one of the bigger points is when others are in a struggle, don't use gratitude to force positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something for us all to think about. And truly, I think it it takes self-reflection of mm-hmm. how you're going to deal with that person that's diagnosed in the future, the person that is getting divorced, the person who lost a, a loved one. Yeah. We really have to think about our, the best way to, to respond. Exactly. And not exactly. making it toxic. Yeah. So now we're going to highlight that we, you know, in researching this, we found some articles. I love that there's a science behind this, that there's a science behind how gratitude affects you mentally, physically, um, how it interacts with your, um, your relationships. I have a gratitude practice. I've been doing this for a while. Mm -hmm. I have a gratitude journal. And there's lots of ways to have a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. You can, you can, um, you know, maybe you've got a a habit of the first thing in the morning, you get up and you think of five things, three things that you're thankful for, uh, that you have gratitude for, or that's your practice at night that you do that. Or maybe you have a habit of sending out grateful letters that you're Mm -hmm. sending out letters or cards to people who you have gratitude towards for something that they did for you. So there's lots of ways to 
practice gratitude to make sure it's part of your everyday, mm-hmm. just part of your being. Yeah. If you if you make it that way, then what we're going to talk about in terms of the science of gratitude, um, you're going to understand. You're going to see some great benefits from that. Mm-hmm. And so my practice is and has been for many years now is, is I do wake up and, and one of the first things that I start doing, and I don't record them in a gratitude journal, and that's mm-hmm. another way of doing it, mm-hmm. either bef- when you get out of bed or as you're going to bed. So the last things you think about are what you're grateful for. In the mornings, I am praying and saying what I'm grateful for while I'm in the shower. Mm-hmm. So I've got you know, a few minutes there that Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about those things. And there's a lot of science that goes back to your mindset Mm -hmm. and being grateful, acting as if you're grateful and repeating things that you're grateful for to yourself or in your journal. Mm -hmm. It, it's healthy for you. It It puts you in a good mindset. It starts your day out right. I'll tell you what it does for me. It make, puts me in a place of peace. Yes. So if I, if I, um, and, and like I said, I usually journal at the end of the day because I, I think about the things that, cause a lot of times we're going about our day and I, I have a plan for my day. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm a planner. Yeah. I want to know, you know, what my, but then maybe things just go totally haywire and yeah. I'm, and I get home and I'm rushed now. I got to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to prepare for tomorrow. And it's my way of grounding mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I can sit down and and I will tell you, I, I have had to work hard at writing things down, mm-hmm. but it helps me to write things down. Yep. There are times when I will just say a little prayer and I'll, I'll think about the things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it gives me peace at the end of the day. It helps me sleep better. Yeah. Um, because I'm now sure I've, put, I've tried to turn my mind off. I'm focusing on the things that I'm so grateful for. And that could be anything for the rain that that now I don't have to go water flowers. That's and, right. You know I can, and again that's more of a thankful thing. But I really do feel those things when I when I start to really focus on those things that I'm grateful for. It does kind of change my whole mood. It does. Yeah, it can be mood changing. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the science here. And this is a um, article that we found online, and we can give credit to. I probably can't see it, Angie. That's okay. Misty Let me, Pratt. Yes, she was the writer of the article. Yes. But in the there the study that was done was done by Dr. Robert Emons, and mm-hmm. he is a professor of psychology at the University of California, Berkeley. And basically there's been a lot of research done on this in the last couple of yeah. years. And there's a growing body of evidence that gratitude has measurable benefits for just about every area of your life. We've mm-hmm. already talked about how it's mood altering. It can be good for your mindset, your mm-hmm. state of mind, and um, it could also help your physical health. Absolutely. So we're going to so, share some of those things. Yeah. So they say in here, researched, published in the last decade has shown that grateful people, those who have a trait gratitude, have fewer common health complaints, such as headaches, digestion issues, respiratory infections, runny noses, dizziness, and sleep problems. It appears that practicing gratitude could also help to alleviate those pesky health problems. So, gosh, if I could have fewer headaches a month, 
by being grateful, wouldn't you wouldn't you maybe Absolutely. change some of your habits and Absolutely. maybe or start some new ones? Yeah. Right? For someone who doesn't like to, I don't I don't take any kind of medication. I don't believe in doing that. If right. I can do something like this, this is absolutely in my um, something that I would do. Yeah, and it also says psychological changes associated with gratitude are typically a reduction in blood pressure, an increase in vagal tone, which then it goes into a lot of medical um words and definitions, but it can help you, it can help slow your heart rate, stimulate digestion and contribute to overall relaxation, Mm -hmm. which we all need a big dose of these days, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other thing it says is that um, when you have a gratitude practice, it can help you feel more satisfied in life and actually boost your self-esteem. So that's according to that research as well. Yep. And really how those practices work. So, you know, Tanya, you were talking about how the physical, um, what happens in your physical body, how it can help with the headaches and the, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, immune system. It can be an immune system booster. All those things can help you from a physical standpoint. Um, It really, I thought this part was interesting that it talks about strengthening your positive recall versus your negative recall. So hmm. in other words, people are more cognitively, cognitively, cognitively aware of their headwinds um, or the barriers they face mm-hmm. than their tailwinds, which is the benefits they receive. So by paying more attention to our tailwinds, the benefits that we receive, um, the studies have shown that we can accentuate the feelings of happiness, optimism, and positive emotion. So when you focus on the benefit versus what the barrier is, Mm -hmm. that's what they're saying, that it really does help with your positive attitude. You know, Tanya, I know a lot of people who have a negative vibe. They really, um, a lot of things have happened to them. Or maybe some people I know that not everything, it's not something that is really mounted up and and, uh, over time and, and a lot of negative has happened to them. We all have a disposition mm-hmm. that we're born with. I believe this. I know there's some Agreed. science behind that. But we either fall into that positive or negative category. So I feel like it's easier for me as a, as a positive person, someone with a lot of optimism, it's easier for me to understand the tailwind. If I'm confronted with something that I know is going to be a challenge, but I can easily pick out what the benefit is going to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's easy for me. Mm-hmm. But I know people that they look at something negatively. They look at a challenge and they look at it negatively and they can't see, see beyond mm-hmm. what the challenge is, yeah. right? So they can't see what's what's going to happen on the other side and what benefit that's going to be. Right. They can't get past the challenge. Yeah. Well, and, and as you're speaking of the people that you know, I'm sitting here thinking about the people that I know both on the negative and the positive side of this Uh personality wise unfortunately when you are when the person who you're dealing with in whatever situation when they can't find the positive and so yes we all have stuff coming at us that's not great right Mm -hmm. but but if you can't find the positive this person only finds the negative, and then that person is typically hard to be around mm, yes. on a long-term basis because their negative response 
because that's their personality. Mm -hmm. Their negative response to most things and the people that I'm thinking of, most things have a negative response. It's, it's rare that, that you catch them with some, some new problem or some new challenge and they, their response is, well, yeah, well, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's all negative. And that spreads. It does. Negativism spreads like a virus. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, um, it can sometimes chain, be mood-altering for a place of business or right. for a, a whole friendship group, right. you know, and, and we all have people that we encounter in our lives, mm-hmm. whether it be a friend or coworker, colleague or whatever, and you, after multiple encounters with them and their negative response to everything, you're like, okay, I'm done with them. I, I can't do it anymore. I can't, I either can't be their friend or I'll keep communication via email or, right. you know, you just don't want to be around those right. people. And you know what I think is most challenging, Tanya, are the people who don't understand that they're being negative. They can't see that. Yeah. So as I was reading this article, I was thinking, you know, one of the easiest things to do, if it's somebody that maybe it's not that easy to, um, disconnect yourself right, from that sure. person. They're yeah. a family member. They're, you yes. know, there's somebody that you're, that you're, that you're with. There's someone you love and, and you, you know, maybe you can't be around them a lot because of their state of mind, but, right. but you know, they're in your, in your life forever. Yeah. Right. So how easy would it be to, for Christmas, give them a gratitude journal? Right. Or suggest that, um, just ask them because you're caring. Yes. That, um, ask them if they have a gratitude practice. Do you think about the things that you're grateful for all the time? Mm-hmm. Do you do you think you could get up in the morning and, and take two seconds and just think about three things that you're grateful for that day? Mm-hmm. And I, I would love to see what that would look Agreed. like on somebody. Yeah. And I think these things we've talked about makes it easier to approach because obviously if you approach someone because you feel like they're a negative influence, they've got a negative vibe, they're going to be, um, they're immediately going to put up the defense, For right? Sure. They're going to, yes. they're going to be defensive. They, For sure. they're going to feel insulted. Yes. But if you use some of these terms and these, these approaches, just because you care, you know, I yeah. see, I can see my going myself going up to someone and say, do you have a gratitude practice? Yeah. You know, you're not even saying that you feel like they're negative. You're not mentioning anything. You're just saying, do you have a gratitude practice? Is her name negative Nancy? Yeah. Yeah, no. I think it is. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, you, I think you, there are ways that you could help improve persons around you that you can't get rid of, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And that's a good point to make. I think that those of us that see the glass as half full instead of half empty, maybe it's our job to help portray that to these people in our lives who who cannot see that half full glass they just mm-hmm. can't right and and some people you know the the challenge is lost because they're just set in their ways and you're just right. never going to change them and that's okay you move on and help somebody else yeah but yeah. i think we we are similar in our response mm-hmm. to things that, mm-hmm. you know, knock us down, we're going to get right. right back up and we're going to find a way to solve it. Right. And we're going to be positive about it. Right. Even if we can't find it today, we're going to find it tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We'll always, we'll always find a way. So in wrapping up this episode, genuine gratitude was defined by Mel Robbins as partially as deep appreciation 
while acknowledging the reality of what is going on. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it kind of summarizes all of those toxic things she talked about in making sure that we grasp reality and all of our, Mm -hmm. our gratefulness and our gratitudes. But there were four requirements to genuine gratitude, and it's being specific. So this is maybe as you're journaling mm-hmm. or as you're right. just thinking about what, what am I grateful for today? And I'll give an example of myself when I'm with my mom and I see some things are difficult for her to mm-hmm. do on her own now because she had the stroke and her left arm doesn't work and her mm-hmm. left leg doesn't work right. I have thanked the good Lord for my arms and legs. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how mm-hmm. many times. Right. And that sounds silly repeating that, mm-hmm. but it's very real. It's a very real gratitude for me because my arms and legs work and I can help her because of it. Right, right. Because she often can't help herself. Right. And, you know, whether it's um, being grateful or your goals or whatever, I've always been told to be very specific, mm-hmm. not just yeah. talk in general terms, be exactly. specific. So your arms and your legs working, you know, you've got a friend who suffers from, you know, dementia. I'm, I'm grateful that my mind works yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm here to be of help to them and of, of service to others. So exactly. Right. Number two is personal. So obviously most gratitudes are personal. Mm-hmm. Number three, why does it move you? Mm-hmm. So why does thinking about that gratitude, what you're grateful for, why does that move you? So it could be my children. Mm-hmm. Well, duh, I know why they move me, right? right. I have a gazillion reasons. Right. And then number four, it lingers with you. Right. It's not a passing thing. Right. So we're back to the beginning. We, we, we've come full circle in terms of, because as I said, when I live with my story, the thing about that is, and the way I knew it was different from being thankful was it stayed with me. I, you mm-hmm. know, it stayed with me all weekend. I had a, had a feeling all weekend um, because I was, I was truly grateful. And, you know, Tanya, as we were talking about, you know, we talked about positivity and negativity. I, I have to, I was, I was thinking about, well, I was trying to come up with, you yeah. know, things I was really, truly grateful for. And and thinking about people that just, when you see them, they are just a ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely positive. And, and for those of you who would eat at Derby Deli all the time, this is going to ring true t- for you. And you're going to know exactly without me saying his name, who, who it is. I mean, you just know. Um Tim, that works at the Derby Deli inside the wine center mm-hmm. on South Glenstone, mm-hmm. is an absolute ray of sunshine. I hear him. If you ever go there, you know you've got to get there at 11 o'clock to even have a chance of getting through the line at 1130. So you've got people lined up along the wall, down the aisle at Brown Derby, and nobody's too upset about waiting because mm-hmm. they know at some point they're going to talk to Tim. Mm-hmm. And Tim is a very... Ex- a, an extremely positive um, life force. Mm-hmm. He is, he thanks his clients, he tells, or clients, his his customers, he thanks them, he tells them they're beautiful, he's so happy to see them, mm-hmm. and you know it's genuine. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, I have to give a shout out to him because in thinking about someone who just is the epitome of, of what we're talking about today, Tim is it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't know him personally, and I didn't even know his name was Tim, but mm-hmm. I knew exactly who you were talking there about you when you said Tim is a good example of that who works at Derby Deli. I was like, ah, I know Tim. Yeah, yeah. You Whether know. you've been there once right. or a hundred times, you, you yeah. know, you would know who I'm talking about. So shout out to you, Tim. You, yeah. you, you, you keep doing you because it's a it's a ray of sunshine. We need more Tims. In we really do. So in wrapping. I'm going to read one more thing from the mindful article just to kind of bring this full circle. Practicing gratitude magnifies positive feelings more than it reduces negative feelings. Gratitude helps you see the bigger picture and become more resilient in the face of adversity. So it's a big dose of medicine, it, right? It really is. It, it really, really is. It really is. And you know, as you're as you're reading that, um, it, it just reminds me of a quote that I heard recently about um, your why and how important your why is. And and the quote is, if your why is strong enough, the how doesn't matter. Yeah. You will, f- like we said earlier, yeah. if we've got a goal, we're going to figure it out. And really, that is where Tanya and I were at the beginning of when we said we when we set out to do a podcast, we had this really strong desire to use our voices, mm-hmm. our contacts and our experience to help educate and empower and inspire others. That's mm-hmm. that that was a it's a very strong why. Mm-hmm. We feel it very deeply. The thing we didn't know was the how. And that again comes back to Kate and Jordan, and um, we're grateful for you guys every day that you you helped us implement something that was very um, important to us. So it's a week of thankful because Thanksgiving is Thursday. Yes. Tomorrow. So we want to wish all of you uh, a happy Thanksgiving and and also tell our listeners out there that we're grateful. We get comments all the time about, you know, um, what you guys like about the show, even the yeah. comments we get about suggestions or whatever. We're, Absolutely. we're grateful for all of those. We, we're ha- happy you're here and we're we're grateful to have you. We're always open to suggestions. We're so grateful for the year that we've had with the podcast, and that's because of you. So keep listening. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Simply Authentic Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app.